0: hello everyone and welcome to city church online the way we are doing church these days love you guys stacy and i have been praying for you if you're a part of city church we are glad that you're joining with us as we sit down for the next 15 minutes or so and observe communion celebrating the death the burial and the resurrection of the lord jesus christ it's something that we reflect upon all that he did for us 2,000 years ago it is a time when we are in remembrance Of why he died for us but not only a remembrance of why he died for us but the impact that it can have on our life today because see the resurrection power of christ that we're celebrating today it's still at work in our life right here right now i know we're dealing with a lot of stuff going on in the world around us but you know what god is our refuge jesus is our high priest he's the one that we run to for shelter in times like this and so we're going to take some time, and we're going to honor the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus through communion. You may be there, and I'm here, but God fills in the gap. So wherever you are, don't just watch. Engage. Open up your heart. Let tonight and the things that I'm going to be sharing with you, as well as the communion itself, let it be something that ministers to your heart, that ministers to your life. It is my prayer that you will, you will come out of this time together better than you were when you came in because you know what god's on our side and we're going to reflect on what that means to us today in the next 15 minutes or so because see communion is not just a religious thing that you go through it's not a formality it is something that has deep meaning for us as christians as followers of the lord in our relationship with him so let's pray and let's just get out there and let's, let's see what god wants to do today Father, we just thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you for all those that are tuning in right now and even those that will watch this after it's, after it's been done. That, Lord, you will use this time to speak to our hearts, to encourage us, to remind us of just how amazing and good you are to us. And that the promises of God that were ratified through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago, they are still real and they are still at work in our life today. So we invite you into this ceremony, Father, into this service. In Jesus' name, amen. So before we begin communion tonight, I want to take a couple of minutes and take you back to where it all began. Because, see, it didn't just begin at, with, with Christ. He introduced a, a new aspect of it. But communion, or as, as it is known in the Old Testament as Passover. Goes all the way back to the book of Exodus. Under the new covenant that we live in and we operate in through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, when we receive communion, we do it with bread and with one cup of juice. But back when it was established in the Jewish tradition, as God set it up for them, when they observed Passover, they didn't have one cup, they had four cups. You might want to say, you know, ask, you know, why four cups? Those four cups were vitally important to them and to us today. What it simply represents is that each cup represents a promise that belongs to you and I as God's people. Reminding us of how good God is, not only then, but right now in our life. So what they would do is they would read a passage that I'm going to read to you in just a little bit. They would stop at the first promise, they would talk about it, they would celebrate it and then they would receive the the cup of juice, the cup of wine to, to honor that promise. They would move on to the next promise in that scripture and then they would do the same thing. And they would do that four times, celebrating four core promises that God gave to his people then and is still at work in our lives today. And what's so amazing about these four promises is this, is that they are the foundation for all of God's promises. All over 6,000 promises that are in God's word, they are all connected very uniquely to these four core promises that we're going to look at tonight before we receive communion. So what I want to do is I want to read you the scripture that they read back in the Old Testament. And then we're going to talk about the promises that belong to us. And then we're going to receive communion. And by faith, I want you to receive each and every one of those promises that belong to you because you're God's child. In Exodus chapter 6, This is the foundation for the Passover then and for the communion now. It says this in verse 6 and 7, Therefore I say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. And I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. See, when God established this covenant promise here, these four promises actually, the children of Israel, God's people, they were in bondage to the Egyptians, to Pharaoh. They were being controlled and dominated by by the Egyptians. And God gave them four promises. And I want to share those four promises with you uh, that he gave them then because they belong to you and I now. Here's the first promise. God says, as my people, I will bring you out. That's the first promise that he gave to his people then. And it belongs to you and I now. That's God's promise. He promises that no matter what life throws at you, he will bring you out of that situation, that he will deliver you from the bondage. I saw this on Facebook today, and it's so true. It reads, uh, it reads like this. We should have enough history with God to know that he will get us to the other side of this. See, God's first promise to you as his child is that he will bring you out. He will deliver you. Psalms 91 verse 14 says, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble. And I will deliver him and honor him. Amen. That is God's promise to you. So as we receive communion tonight, here's what I want you to do. I want you to claim that promise for your life because it belongs to you. You're God's child. In fact, Jesus died so that that promise could belong to you, so that you could claim it for your life. God will get you through this. The second promise that we see in that scripture in the book of Exodus is this. He says, I will set you free. God promises to set you free. See, I am believing, and this is is where my faith has been, not only for myself, but for all of God's people, that we will not just go through this challenge in front of us, but we will grow through this thing. And I believe that as you and I, as we push into God, as we push into his word, that we will come out of this thing freer than we were, than when we went in. God's promise to you is that if you will hold on to him, he will set you free in the name of Jesus. Jesus said it like this in John chapter 8, And you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Down in verse 36 of the same chapter, he said, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I don't know if you're in bondage to anything today, whether you're in bondage to fear, to uh, all the different things that are going on, but God says he will set you free. And so tonight, I want you to claim your freedom in Christ I want you to claim as we receive communion that freedom belongs to you, that you are not in bondage to anything in the name of Jesus. You're free because of what Christ did for you through his death, his burial, and his resurrection. The third promise that we see in the book of Exodus that God gave them, but that also belongs to us today is this. I will redeem you. This is the promise of God to you and I that God will restore back to you everything that this COVID-19 tries to steal from you during this time. That gives you and I hope that we serve a redeeming God. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. God's promise is, is if this thing has stolen something from you, maybe it's stolen your health, maybe it's stolen your finances, your job, whatever it throws at us, God says at the end of this thing, I am going to redeem you. I am going to restore back to your life everything that the enemy steals during this time. So hold on to God. I love this passage in Isaiah 54, verse 17, where it says, No weapon formed against you, shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Listen, this thing has formed itself against us. It might be causing us problems, but God's promise to you is to hold on because he's going to bring redemption He's not only going to get you out of this thing, get us through this thing. He is going to restore everything that you may be losing during this time. I love the fact that when he says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, what does that mean? It means that no matter what you're battling during this time, it does not have the last word. It does not have the final say so. You are the redeemed of the Lord, and redemption belongs to you and your heavenly Father. He is the one that has the last word. Jesus died so you and I could claim the redeeming promise of God when we're dealing with things like this. So tonight, as we receive communion, I want you to receive and claim that promise over your life and let it fill your heart with hope. There is a brighter day coming and we just need to stand our ground right now in Jesus' name. God's fourth promise is this one. He finishes off with, I will take you as my own people. See, God's promise to us that because we are his people, that he is with us and because he is with us, that every single promise of his Belongs to you. Why? Because you're his. And because he is yours. Peter said it like this in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you. That's you. That's me. That's us. We are the chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. His own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, We have the amazing privilege that even if there is darkness around us, we are children of the light. We walk in the light. What does that mean? It means that we walk by what we know. We walk by what we believe. That we have allowed God's word to shape our belief system, not the world around us. And we walk in the light of what we believe. Jesus gave his life so God's promises could be ours the communion that we're about to receive is a reminder of those four promises. They belong to us because of Christ, death, burial, and resurrection. So as we get ready to honor him tonight and receive communion, I hope you have your bread and your juice there with you. I've got mine here. Paul gave us these instructions in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Verse 28, the first step before we honor the Lord in communion, he said, but let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Simply what Paul is saying is because this is very meaningful, that right now is a time that no matter what's going on in your life, if you have things in your life that would hinder the promises that belong to you, God says right now, before you enter into the communion service, before you claim those promises as yours, stop. Check your heart. Ask God to forgive you, cleanse you, wash you of any sin, of anything that might be hindering his promises and your relationship with him. So here's what I want to do. I want to pray. I want to pray for you, but I want you to pray for yourself before we receive communion tonight. So, Father, right now, we evaluate our heart. We examine ourselves. Father, we just ask you right now to forgive us and cleanse us and wash us of any sin. Wash us of anything that is hindering our relationship with you. Anything that is hindering the promises of God from being a part of our life. We judge ourselves wrong in every area. Father, we release people that have hurt us, people that maybe we have uh, things against, and, and maybe rightfully so, Father, right now. We release them, and we ask you to forgive us and cleanse us as we honor Jesus through the receiving of communion tonight. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. So here's the amazing thing about asking God to forgive you, that once you judge yourself wrong, you receive the forgiveness that belongs to you. Now you can judge yourself cleansed, judge yourself forgiven. So as we receive communion tonight, the communion is built upon two things, the bread and the juice. The bread represents the broken body of Christ, that his body was broken for us, So that we could be made whole. It also contains the juice. Juice representing the blood of Jesus. That blood that was shed for you and I on the cross. That provides forgiveness. It makes us righteous. And it gives us access into all of God's promises. So as we receive communion tonight. I want you to just take the bread. Hold it in your hand. Look at it for just a second remembering that 2,000 years ago, Christ allowed his body to be broken for you and I so that we could be made whole. Paul says this to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 and 24. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, He broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's pray. Father, Jesus, thank you for the broken body. Thank you that Christ was broken so that we could be whole. Thank you that his body was broken so that we would have um, the availability of all the promises of God. His broken body provided the promises, those four promises to our life. And so as we partake of this bread tonight, we do it in honor and in reverence and in remembrance that he allowed his body to be broken so that we could be made whole. In Jesus' name, go ahead and break the bread. And take it. Go ahead and take your juice. Paul went on to say this. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. I want you to just hold the juice up for just a second, looking at it, remembering, reflecting on the fact that it reminds us that 2,000 years ago, Jesus shed his blood so that we could be forgiven. Jesus shed his blood so that we could be washed of all of our sins, so that we could become righteous in the eyes of God, so that we could become citizens and part of the family of God. That's what this juice represents tonight. And that blood that was shed for you and I 2,000 years ago is still powerful and working today. It's what gives you and I access to all of God's promises. Let's pray. Father, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, thank you that this juice that we're about to partake of represents the blood of Jesus that was shed for us on Calvary 2,000 years ago and that that blood has cleansed us, washed us, has given us access to the throne of grace, access to the promises of God as your people. So Father, Lord Jesus, tonight as we receive this, we do it in remembrance in honor and respect that you gave your life so that we could be free in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and take the cup. We're in strange days today. And I just want to remind you that what we just did, celebrating the death, The burial and the resurrection is the foundation. It is where the power of God is to help us in every area of our life. Why? Because of the four promises. The promise that is connected to the the communion, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. That God will bring us out of this. That God will set you free. That he will restore everything to your life. You need to believe that. Why? Because we're his people. He's our father. Let's trust him during this time and let's believe God that no matter what we're dealing with now, no matter how tough it is, no weapon formed against us will prosper. This thing does not have the last word in our life. God, his word, and his promises do and that's what we stand on today here at City Church. We love you guys. Let me pray for you before we go and just encourage you to stay in the word, stay close to Jesus, stay in prayer, keep your heart free of of the things of the world. God's gonna get us through. Father, I thank you for every person watching, for every person that will watch, Lord, as this uh, this video gets uh, put out on Facebook. Thank you for blessing our life. Thank you for being more real to us than everything that we're experiencing. So we claim these four promises for our life, Lord, that we are overcomers. We are more than conquerors. We are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. This thing does not define who we are, and we just push ourselves deeper into our relationship with you. We give ourselves more to you than ever before. We thank you for bringing victory in all of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for spending the last 25 minutes with us. Go out and have an amazing day tomorrow, rest of the week, and we will see you online 10.30 Sunday morning. I have a word for you, and I believe it's going to bless your life. We're praying for you. You pray for us. We'll see you then. God bless.